0: The reality is it is harder for them. Hmm. So how would, you, like, how would you share with them? Like, what are some ideas that if they really want to fire?
1: Let me put it this way. I would use uh, three letters. E, S, I. E, I mean earn more. S means uh, save more. I means invest more.
0: Hey Coconuts, welcome to Chill Swift TFC where we sit down with the geekiest, cooliest individuals to learn more about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut. And today, we're going to sit down with Andrew. Yes, uh, not your host, Andrew. (laughs) But our expert is also named Andrew, Head of Investments from Prudential Singapore. Today's podcast is, of course, sponsored by Ascend by Prudential, a Prudential priority program focused on helping their customers achieve their goals. And today, we went through a lot of goals, especially FIRE. That's the main discussion today because a lot of times when we talk about FIRE, it's between financial influencers, bloggers you know people like you and i were hustling trying to make it work and we look at online so wow there are all these different things but what do the experts really think about fire because in their world Fire is not a dream Fire is a strategy You gotta go about making this work So yeah, Andrew had a very, very candid sharing From his personal story His ideas, the mistakes he made along the way And some of these things Big and small stuff for all of us To learn a little bit more about So that we can actually move ourselves Towards the goal of fire So that fire is no longer a dream But an actual plan So welcome back This is Chills with TFC What are some core ideas that I should observe with my financial expert, such that I know that they're giving me the best advice? You know, how do I how do I tie in Kwansa, right? How do I look at this person and be like, okay, you know, uh, Andrew said this, 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 and this person has this, this, this. I know that he's he or she is a, you know, valued financial advisor.
1: Okay. I would say the first thing is to really understand those. I would say that the risk appetite. Like, some people do not like to use the word risk appetite. But Why? for me, well, some people just don't like to hear the word risk. They, <laughs> they take, it, they take the it... Risk means not appetite. Yeah, they take it very, very... They take the word in a very negative way, all right? Mm-hmm. right. But that's the word in a financial uh, world, right? We use that professional. In a very yeah. neutral way. In a way. Way. Yeah, very neutral way, yes. professionally. This is like, uh, you would like to... You expect X amount of return. Mm. Definitely, you have to pay Y amount of uh, cost, right? Mm. And the cost, we view that as a type of risk, right? Mm. So the first is really understand that. But before really getting into the risk, right, how do I know your financial goals, right? Like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, how much do you really need to achieve your No, no, you're a target, right? And then this is not not a fixed number. So you really have to change it and then to accommodate all the changes in your life, your circumstances. For example, for you, of course, I'm not sure how young you are. Definitely, you are much younger than me, all right? I assume probably you're only in your 20s, I guess, right? (laughs) Your situation may be different. Like in a few years time, you may get into some relationship Mm -hmm. or committed relationship or maybe get into the marriage or you decide to have kids. So all those things definitely will have great impact on your uh, financial situation. And then you need to really review your investment portfolios and then make necessary adjustments to really accommodate all those changes in your life. And then I would say like, if I look at my own portfolios in my 20s or now I'm in my late 40s, I'm very honest about myself, even though I may look younger, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's why you can be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, All right. (laughs) I would say like when I was in my 20s, definitely I thought, well, I have decades to really accumulate uh, my wealth, right? And then I tended to pick those... investment with the highest risk. Mm-hmm. Let's say I know, okay, I can really, I really have the time to really deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. If I can use the turn in Mandarin, yes. right? But now I'm getting close to 50. And then, well, it's not really so far away from the time I should really consider retirement. And then how much risk I may take at this point of life right? definitely would be very different from the time 20 years ago. So, so I know your question. You really like to know what kind of things I should put it in the investment portfolio. It's very similar to like people always ask me since I'm from uh, Prudential. I'm the head of investment currently. People always like to ask me, uh, uh, what, 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 do buy? Buy? <laughs> what do you buy? What do you buy? What kind yes. of things I should, I should avoid? It's a magic right? question, bro. It's yeah. the it, ultimate question, I would say.
0: There's another ultimate question. How much do I need? That's also an ultimate question, right? How much do I need to accumulate?
1: Every year, that number changes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. So actually, we do have uh, something. I think today we talk about FIRE, right? Mm-hmm. It's the financial independence. So I assume you are referring to the magic. Yeah, yeah. Magic, magic number.
0: You know, every year in the news, magic, yeah, magic, we'll cover yeah. this, you know. Oh, you need how much, how
1: much to retire? <laughs> so how do people come to this magic number? Mm. I would say that uh, everybody's financial situation is definitely very unique, right? And then have different definition of uh, living comfortably, being a financial independence, right? But there are some factors that really affect like how much you need to uh, really uh, how much you need to achieve, right? Yeah. Achieve that magic magic number, yes. right? For example, it depends on the type of lifestyle, really like to have in your future, and also how long you need the income for. I think the first one, the lifestyle, probably easier for people to I understand right but the second point is about life. Wait, i want to ask you a little bit about lifestyle do you feel like
0: your mm-hmm. lifestyle has become cheaper over time right because um the question Me, comes my personal yes, lifestyle? Your personal lifestyle because the question comes from a mm. study that i think was done in the uk because the uk has quite a lot of gerontology studies study, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. study laonien ren right so there's okay. a lot of those kind of stuff right mm. essentially studying old people and um there is a pattern that shows mm. that your consumption peak at about forties, mm. right? So that means eventually your mm. consumption start to kind of you know slow down, and mm-hmm. you know, like you cannot hide the every week now, right? And you know, it's like <laughs> it's like oh my god, so hard, right? So so has your personal consumption
1: mm. pattern changed and kind of become cheaper? You know, i you know what I'm saying I definitely. I know what you mm. mean. I would say that my lifestyle changed. Significantly in the past 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. I recall like uh, when I was in my 20s and 30s. I used to love shopping, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I, well, I know mm. we have probably uh, quite a lot of audience are uh, ladies. I assume, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When I was in my twenties and thirties, I loved to just stop at those uh, department store shopping malls. When I travel to overseas, I frequently visit those outlets, right? Mm, outlets, outlets, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just to look at like those uh, beautiful clothes, shoes, and bags, right? But uh, probably something happened in. Eight nine years ago right once i uh, was visiting one of the shopping malls in Singapore, uh, probably uh, better not to say which mall right? like <laughs> <laughs> otherwise <laughs> when I was like uh, wandering around the shopping mall, I started to feel sleepy well, i I could not <laughs> I, I I could not explain. I cannot give you a very good explanation about why I started to feel sleepy when I was looking at those clothes and shoes and then and then Because uh, they're not fashion. Uh, <laughs> well, well for for that part probably we need to set up a different topic <laughs> yeah, and I have a recording yeah. <laughs> about well, I have to say I'm not a Singaporean, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, so yes, yes, from yes. the non-Singaporean or the foreigner's point mm-hmm. of view, how do I view those uh, shopping environment or shopping mm-hmm. centers mm-hmm. in Singapore, right? Probably I put it on the side first now. But I, I, I did notice that my interest is, was gradually evolving, right? And then after the years, in the, after the past, like, about seven, eight or nine years, right. And then I started to know, I start, start to have different circle of friends, all right? And those friends started to bring me to, uh, uh, to different things, to expose to different activities. And then I just realized my interest has been gradually changing. So nowadays, yes, I still look at those beautiful shoes, clothes, stuff, all right? And then I said, okay, that's nice. And about, do I really need those things? No. I would say probably not now I feel I have really enough, right? Mm. My interest has really changed, right? Mm. After the past few years, I started to enjoy really different things in my life. I still spend a lot, I think, by a lot of people's standard, But for me, I started to be interested in more about like some paintings mm. and then some Chinese antiques. And That sounds like a- increase in spending. Chinese entities. well it's an increase of spending some people may look at that mm. as an alternative investment right? would you but
0: look at it as an alternative investment
1: personally I prefer not to right mm. because if, if I look, look, look at those things as alternative investment or personal investment that means I will constantly checking their market prices right and then, because you're
0: the head of investments uh, but this has nothing to do <laughs> with the company dream. with the companies to, uh,
1: maybe maybe yeah. And if I really treat them as investment, I will constantly looking at the prices and then to think, should I sell it or should Mm I um, buy more or what should I do about it? The way I look at those things like, well, I enjoy having those things. I enjoy appreciating them. So I I play around with those uh, antiques when I'm alone in the weekend or uh, may just have Some tea. Sometimes I may have a glass of a Scotch whiskey. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can play play around with those antiques and then exchange the ideas and thought with some really close friends who are also in the circle. Right. And then even like I I have told myself, sometime in the future, if the value drops to zero, touch okay. (laughs) Hope not. Right. But I still I still feel fine because I have them for like so many years right and then they have brought me quite a lot of uh, pressures uh, joy and pressure so i said what's wrong about that yeah so when i have extra money and if i find something i like and also if i can afford it right (laughs) yes i would be happy to allocate some of my money into this like
0: so, great, great, great. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. um, give us a little bit of context, mm. right? Like, um, I don't know if this gets a bit too personal. To, do mm. you have kids? You know, are you um, happily settled down here? Or what, what's the situation? Well,
1: I have never married. So I'm always single, all right? Okay. And then I have shared about my age earlier. Definitely, uh, I have uh, no kids. And then for me, it's a choice of personal life. And then if we get back to today's exactly. topic, that exactly. fire, yeah. right? It's really... Because uh, it's
0: always easier. It always sounds easier to fire when you're alone.
1: Unfortunately, that's the fact, okay. all right? And then there also... Uh, Brings me right. If if I may, all right, to bring out like a, one of the surveys that our, our company did in 2021, all right. Now, it's the a Prudential in, a Reimagine 100 survey, right. And then the purpose of the survey is really to understand how the pandemic has any impact on people.
0: I'm sure a lot of impact.
1: Yeah, a lot of impact. And then I'm, I feel a little bit sorry to say that, right? And then those people being hit the hardest are really so-called sandwich generation. Those people that probably, those people in the sandwich generation have been struggling to support their aging parents trying to cultivate and then dealing with their children at the same time, right? And then really the economic uncertainty caused by the COVID-19 pandemic has really uh, led to some uh, considerable financial stress on this group of people, right? And then those financial stress or concern, right, have this negative impact on the sandwich generation, not only physically, but also mentally. Of course, yeah. Of course. If I may, just like a uh, quote, some of those yes, numbers, please, numbers please like uh, us, yeah. from our uh, yeah. survey, right? And then we, the survey has pointed out that this Singaporean age between thirty-five to fifty-four, right, roughly about one in two, right, experienced mm. the deterioration in their financial well-being, and also close to half of those people uh, were saying that they are having higher level of stress, unfortunately, right. And almost uh, one third of the people, right, even said that very directly, they feel their uh, physical health really deteriorated during this period. Mm. So that's really the situation we have to face, we have to deal with. So to answer what you have said earlier, uh, it's correct that if the lifestyle people choose is not to have a family or a relatively smaller family, it would definitely be easier to achieve The fire Fire. goal, Mm -hmm. or you are.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I want to push you a little bit on that. If let's say someone, because I, I think fire has been a topic out there. People have been talking about it again and again, hmm. you know, and I've, I've met so many people that are like, you know, living in another country, you know, they've uh, they made their money here and then mm-hmm. they do the whole geo arbitrage, which means to kind of live in another place after mm. making all the money in Singapore or in mm. a bigger currency. Mm-hmm. So there's all that, right? But hmm. a lot of these people are hmm. all single right? Mm. Single or okay. like happily dating. They don't really, you know, so they, they, they kind of fire, mm. but they don't have a family. So they, they have not gotten into that that phase of having a family. I, mm. I'm not sure whether will they eventually get there, but I think amongst a lot of our listeners, they're young parents. Okay, right? So they're like young parents, just got their kid, you know, mm. just got their house and, you know, um, have a kid or two, you know, so, so they're like young family mm-hmm. and... You know, they, they, they're also thinking like, wow, you say mm-hmm. you so easy, right? Like fire, fire. Not, not you say. I mean, a lot of people okay. out there are saying like, oh, fire, fire. But the reality is it is harder for them. Mm. So how would you, like, how would you share with them? Like, what are some ideas that could potentially help them if they really want to fire?
1: Oh, well, I would say that, first of all, let me put it this way. I would use a three letters, E-S-I, right? E, I mean earn more. S means uh, save more. I means invest more. Unfortunately, this is the the, the three things people really have to keep in mind all the time, right? First of all, to earn more, people are really finding their secondary income streams, right? Mm. By like turning their passion into side activities to increase their earnings in their... Side hustles,
0: all that. Mm. Yeah,
1: just like, uh, I'm not sure you you may have... Passion in mm. different things and then instead of just doing that as a hobby why don't you consider turning that into something you can make money from that mm-hmm. that's one of the things so that's e i call that to earn more <laughs> second is to uh save more right it's really crucial to save more quite a big number of fire supporters right have expressed that they save 50%. A lot. Or even, yeah. some, even more. Even, yes. even some people say they save up to around 70% yeah. of their income, right? And They and never tell you
0: that their income is like ten thousand or something. Yeah, that's the part that they never say. But yes, please. Yeah, that's their mm-hmm. personal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the privacy. Exactly, thing, uh. and you know, um, there's no real data in Singapore to kind of show exactly what is the kind of income bracket spread. Okay. You know, at this point in time, I, you probably have internally some some sort of research. But based on the one that is uh-huh. open, uh, mm-hmm. I think 2011. Some mm-hmm. one of the professors of sociology in NUS, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. did a research on this right and. Under not say research more like a s- consolidated survey, and you realize that people that make more than 10,000 okay, you know, they fall in the top one, one percent, five percent kind of situation. So, you
1: know, a I lot see. of people talk yeah. about oh,
0: I don't want to make, but I, I'm sure by now it, it yeah. has changed, you know. But, mm. but a lot of people there they, they make a lot. So, when they say, Oh, are we just save more, I'm like. If you make sounds so like much, quite easy, yeah, right? sounds quite easy. But, but you
1: mentioned a number of 10,000. I'm, I'm very sure like you are earning much higher than yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 w- you I would really, love to
0: have more sponsors. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so when it comes to then saving more, mm-hmm. right? Like what are some ideas? And I don't know, am I asking the right person about saving more?
1: Well, <laughs> the, the, if you ask me... Because I think uh, yeah. your profession is in investing, yeah, right. I, was talk- I was talking about E-S-I, all mm-hmm. right? Now you are just trying to understand more about the S, or right? yes. save more, right? Uh, if I can share my personal experience, right? I assume this is fine, yes, right? Yes, yes. And-, and about saving, I totally understand that a lot of people are struggling with how to save more. But when I really uh, ask, them, right, before you want to save more, do you have a clear understanding about how much you spend? Oh, what kind of things you spend on on a monthly basis? For example, if you really if if you are earning steady income every month, right? If I look at uh, myself, I remember on um, the first day I started in university, right? And then when I received. Uh, Pocket money from my parents. I think, well, I should really take control about my finance. So first, that was really long, 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 long time ago. I was, <laughs> and at that time, uh, Excel like Excel spreadsheet wasn't really uh, popular, wasn't a thing right? Okay. Wasn't that thing? So I, I really have a have a have a notebook, right? And then every evening, right, at least before going to bed, I just took out a pen and then started to think, oh, what, what kind of money I have? What kind of things I have spent? Today, all right, as a way to reflect what I have done for the day. So I keep track of all my spendings uh, since the age of 18. (laughs) So I. I, So today? Well, even until now, I still do that. But of course, the things have changed, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you I, mean, I no I, longer I, the notebook, uh, right? No, not yeah. Now, now, <laughs> yes, I put it on, on the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and then you can really easily. It's quite easy for people to find that kind of uh, apps, app, right? There are so yeah, many and apps, a lot of apps, and then mm-hmm. may help you to keep track of all your uh, spendings. So I think the first is really to understand how much you spend, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, when it comes to the time, you would like to save more. I think, I think it's safe more. either you earn more or spend less. Mm-hmm. But spend less may be easier for most people, I assume. Mm-hmm. You look at all your spending and then to see what kind of things I should really cut. Should I cut the, the amount I spend on food? Uh, should I cut the amount on entertainment? Mm-hmm. Or should I cut the amount on dating mm-hmm. <laughs> or something else? So I think I save more, right? I think... A lot of people just ask, uh, "Use more uh, of the parks, yeah. use more public spaces." Yeah, right? I think there are a lot, a lot of
0: ways to go about doing
1: it. A lot, so many different, yeah. so many ways of doing that. But and, I, but
0: I think hmm. I think we I also want to caveat that you know there are hmm. some people that hmm. are really on a lean budget, hmm. right? That means um after calculating and everything, there's really hmm. so much that you can cut, hmm. right? And and I think if you're tuning in and, mm. and that is you you fit that group, right? Mm. That means you have two kids, you know, you mm. you and your partner, you have a mortgage to pay and you you know, you you guys are just kind of like hustling to live and it's it's not so smooth, right? That means mm-hmm. you, you don't have that a lot of surplus. Then I do think you should seek for kind of like um, social services uh, or like welfare services to kind of support you on that, right? To kind of see what's available and what yeah. is out there. Because at some point, you got to be realistic. There's only so much you can cut. You yeah. know, But for the many other people that are hmm. tuning in weekly, hmm. uh, you know, that they can go to the bar and open, you know, they can like do all sorts of stuff that they, they, they travel every year. I think that, that is where a lot of these budgeting ideas kind of have way more value, you know, as yeah. compared to the people that are really just meeting the line. True. And my take is on budgeting is eventually you reach a point where you don't need to budget anymore. <laughs> because eventually you get to a point it's, it's not about your income keep going up that you don't need to budget but it's just eventually you get to a point mm. where you're so comfortable knowing and you're so aware mm, of how mm. much you spend right because mm. the process of I think where yeah. I'm coming from is because people hear this budgeting thing a lot Over of times time. yeah. and you know when you tell them that oh you got a budget 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 like, oh my god every month I got a budget so tiring <laughs> you know but my, my case is mm. I feel like for a lot of people if you've never done this budgeting thing mm. Three months, I think it's good enough, right? Because when you yeah. budget three months, you get clarity. It's like, oh, so I actually spend, I spend here. On, I yes. spend on this, this, this. Maybe I should try
1: to reduce yes. the amount of spending. Yeah, on this Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just, I, I've taken some while wow, so many times of taxi or grass <laughs> <then, and> <laughs> yeah. maybe I should really cut it, take the public transport, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: exactly, and yeah. and I think that that is enough, right? You you don't need to uh, keep tracking and tracking but of course if your lifestyle hmm. changes like if you reach a different situation where you know you're now settled down yeah. or you have a kid or you get a house you know well big big kind of lifestyle changes then yeah maybe you could do that three-month budgeting process again hmm. right just kind of get a bit more sensing and clarity there
1: yeah but i am glad you pointed out that a three-month budgeting at least that's a start Mm. for most people right I think after three months some people may require more time such as like six months or even one year to really mm. have the clarity yeah. about like how and what they have Christmas spent, GSS
0: you, know, Christmas.
1: you know. oh, uh, <laughs> 11, 11. is it all the like, so, what's this so, in the beginning I talk about shopping in Singapore the, yeah yeah Singapore Great Singapore GSS GSS alright so after so many years I forgot about I forgot about that completely right but We are talking about savings, right? Mm. I think if you are really interested or the audience are interested, right? There are so many videos like on YouTube, right? Mm. At least I remember I have seen quite a lot of those uh, videos. uh, Those videos are this Japanese TV program, right? I I know the the name in Chinese. That's uh, uh, That sounds like a that 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 really, that that, that kind of... uh, Sometimes I look at it, oh... I was really amazed, all right? I've never thought about, it. Hmm, may- can do that, right? Yeah, you, you you can do that. Mm-hmm. Right? It's 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 really uh, uh, like a, some people may even think uh, taking public transport is a luxury, all right? So they get uh, like, they get a second-hand bike, mm-hmm. right? Or 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 they just uh they walk as much as possible, mm-hmm. right? So so even they save when well, they look at every sense, right? And They try to save from everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: And I think one thing that Mm. I think recently, you know, came through my mind was like, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people want to eat healthy. They want to eat healthy and at the same time they want to save.
1: um,
0: And they feel like eating healthy is very expensive, right? But I want to push people to think a little bit about this, right? A lot of the so-called expensive healthy stuff are Mm. very commercialized your salad, your juice, and a lot of these things are important and they are um, a lot of Western ideas, right? But actually, if you try to localize, mm. you know, and like, you know, uh, eat steam food or, you know, things that are like healthier, um, mm. you can actually, there. there is a whole movement in trying to look for healthy food, you yeah. know, a healthy way of eating that yeah, is true. not like... Uh, Sh- enshrined in California pop culture or something
1: like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but I think uh, since we were talking about save, save saving, right? Mm. And then you brought up uh, uh, eat healthy, right? Mm. And now one thing people can really think about is to grow your own vegetable. Yeah, grow I grow my own, own, own stuff, yes. And then I do... Yeah, mm. well, <laughs> in, well, in Singapore, right? I have some Singaporean friends. At least I know a couple, right? Husband and wife. Mm. And then they do grow their own. Not, not. I cannot say all. Uh, yeah, but yeah they, some, they, some. They, they grow some of uh, their vegetables. At least, and then the, like sometimes when I visited their condominium, all right? The wife them, Oh, this is the chili. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, tonight we have something. Actually, the chili is picking up from. Mm-hmm. From this, oh, they may have other herbs, all right. Yeah. So I think those are the way really unless you are the one you are the gardener mm. you know whether you have put on any you know chemical fertilizer mm. and then that's, I think that's one of the great way to really eat healthier mm. and also to save more it's true yeah. it's true yeah. and and I <laughs> I just want to share a
0: cute side story right because I started doing a little bit of this kind of urban gardening you do? yeah I, I, started,
1: I did I can did I get it, some from you? Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's nice <laughs> <laughs> or, or you try to grow uh, a
1: yeah. coconut, right? No, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no,
0: no yeah. But I grew things like long beans, some of the herbs, you know, tomatoes, those kind of stuff, right? And my oh. corridor became like an education corridor. Like oh, the, the auntie okay. from upstairs bring the kid, come down, and be like, oh yeah, you mm. see, this is a long bean, you know? Because a lot of the Maybe our parents and and uh, grandparents uh-huh. they, they grew up in the kampung, right? Oh, or they yeah. grew up yeah. with where where there was there were places that you could easily grow.
1: Okay, right, okay. and when
0: they they're so excited, they bring their kid down, and it it became a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. On top mm-hmm. of just becoming, um, on top of just having like cheap good food actually I'm, I'm not sure if it's really cheap like, but but you know it's mm-hmm. it's more like a, you grow yourself you know you you've more unsing like, right you, you
1: you grow your own things you know what's in it you so, feel healthier so for that if i uh, understand from you correctly that even that could even bring up the third element which is like a social bonding
0: yeah it is, yeah, right? it, is it is and and i think that's the a much deeper value in in growing some of these things yeah, so it's a convo starter, right so that's great yeah, yeah so I, I think so after saving it and then mm, yeah we gotta talk about investment man you are the head of investments oh, right well, so, so this is yeah. your comfortable position so yeah with our listeners right you know they they want to fire they they may have young family you know mm. and I think, I think it sounds a bit painful like, you know, but earn more save more these are like basic you know and I think people are trying all sorts of ways and they mm. do need to be inspired but at the core, there's still a lot of uh, investment elements to this, mm. right? Like mm. you gotta like allocate your capital a little bit better. You know, mm. you gotta be smarter with your investments, and I think a lot of times in, in this whole fire movement, right, mm. there's this like I want to do it faster. Mm. <laughs> so with with that faster comes a lot of complication, right? So, mm. do you have any take on that?
1: Oh, well, definitely everybody wants to do that faster, right? <laughs> But so even it's a human even, desire. It's a human desire, and mm. that's that's something we definitely we cannot deny, mm. right? Mm. But it's really like uh, I'm. Not, of course, I'm not sure uh, the audience about their age, right? It's definitely very important, or even better, okay, to start planning as early as possible, right? So you will have a much longer runway to really uh, grow and accumulate uh, your wealth, right? And also uh, to take the advantage of the power of compound interest, Mm. right? Mm. When you start early, also like you take into account all your needs, right? So when you uh, do your financial planning, you can work towards accumulating all your funds. So you can really uh, allocate to all your financial needs, right? And then the last thing I would say is, don't forget, all right, to review your investment portfolio periodically. How
0: periodically? If you ask
1: me, I would say at least do that on the annual basis, right? Annual basis. That's the minimum, right? Mm. And then uh, you may even need to do that more frequently, especially if you are dealing with some lifestyle changes right uh earlier i said like you may get into some serious relationship set up a family and and
0: and what have you you know that these are like big relationship changes yeah
1: those big relationship changes. i think we all face the changes many many times in our lives right Mm -hmm. and then i think earlier in the conversation you said that it's true that for the single people it seems like easier for single people to Mm -hmm. uh achieve the fire goal right i said uh that's that's true, all right? But if you are not uh, single or you have a family, you should not really just take a, as an excuse mm-hmm. to give up. Right? Yeah. So I uh, would say that's really the point. And if I can really, if I may, alright, and then probably you like to ask me how the sandwich generation, alright, may really achieve that, right? If I can just like, give some advice to those people really uh, struggling, like supporting parents and then also trying to cultivate their children at the same time, I would say the first is really to have a clear understanding of your various financial needs and then to learn how to prioritize them. The mm. first is to have an understanding of your uh, financial needs and then prioritize mm. them, right? And then secondly, I would say uh, to know your financial well-being, right? To really identify the gap between what you can manage and how you can meet your various financial needs. Right? And once you have done those, right, I would say set up the individual investment portfolios to align with all those financial needs. Mm-hmm. That will help you to really focus on the way you manage your portfolios. Mm-hmm. But when the time goes by, as I said, you, you, people have made hundreds and hundreds of goals, right? It's unrealistic. And if you have too many financial goals and you have too many investment portfolios, individual portfolio, that doesn't really make any economic sense <laughs> yeah. either. So that will be the time you really think about and to consolidate or to regroup them, mm-hmm. those with similar financial uh, goals or interests, right? You put them together, put them together, and then... It's a way to, first of all, to reduce all the transaction related costs. Yes. Also, to reduce those uh, regular fees you may have to pay for, I don't know, for, you know, no matter your banker. Sometimes bigger AUM
0: is cheaper. Oh, definitely. You know, that's all that. (laughs) I mean, you you come from that camp, right? Yeah. True. And then
1: don't forget, as I said earlier, you still have to review that. Really periodically, yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. at least annually, and then to make necessary adjustment yeah. to fit your your latest well, sure, uh, financial for sure. situation and for sure, needs. Yeah. and and
0: yeah. I want to double down on that part about consolidating hmm. and putting it together. You know, th- yeah. this this idea not very trendy yet. No, you know, but not but, at all. Uh, but I <laughs> no, like, this idea that I'm going to share. Right, it's it's not very trendy huh. yet, but. I always wondered why aren't we in today's world why mm-hmm. why the sandwich generation is not trying to manage money together with the parents. You know Together so, with their together parents, with right? our parents, right? Because mm. because our parents have mm. accumulated their wealth. Mm-hmm. They have gone through their property cycle up boom. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, um essentially rolled up on a lot of these kind of fast growth periods, you mm-hmm, know, in the mm-hmm. early days of Singapore as a nation, blah blah blah. So they have actually accumulated their wealth. And, you know, um, we're here trying to make it work. You know, why Why don't... And and you, investment professional, you know your AUM is bigger. That means the fund size is bigger. <laughs> you get a lot more options. You get a lot more, you know, like more beneficial. Better, better, better treatment. Better, yeah, better treatment. You know, from your, no matter financial rates, advisor, exactly, financial planner or right? bankers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. So, so why are we looking at managing money as a collective, you know, within the family mm. unit or even, or even mm-hmm, bigger, mm-hmm. like within the broader family unit. Like, Do you have any
1: thoughts on this? Like, we well, pool money together to manage. Well, I would say this is just my personal thought, yes. right? Uh, personally, I'm not against this idea of like pooling the family money together to manage in one pool, right? Uh, you are absolutely correct that it's a better way to negotiate for better fee and then i'm sure your financial advisor planner or bankers will look at you in a different way very, very they'll different they you differently
0: right? The the available options are different yeah
1: true but i think the the fear right is that uh, like your uh the parents or your uncle aunties or right, whether they feel really comfortable to let you manage mm. the money all right and then, so, for example, if I'm the parents, I have my kid, right? I, my kid may be very good at this investment, very good at investment. But after a while, right, will my kid just treat like as his or her own money? Mm-hmm. So that's the, I think that's the big question mark. We really have to have a, I think I suggest, have a clear segregation of the money. From, sorry, I probably I rephrase it in this way, right? If I really manage my family money, I would treat it more like I'm managing a fund, right? Oh, okay. Right. So for example, if I put in 10 millions of dollars or, or more, if possible, right? And then I'll say, oh, the 80% of that probably is coming from my parents. And oh, how many percentage is coming from somebody else? And then only 5% are my personal money. So I treat it like a really institutional investor mm-hmm. or like those, uh, what the... Uh, unit trust in Singapore, mm-hmm. that's how people call that, right? And then when the time, when it's the time to really distribute the investment income, we distribute based on the shares, the number of shares or the percentage of the ownership of that. I think if we are able to do that, that's it, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this case, I'm very happy if you trust me, all right? <laughs> and then I'm really happy, like you will, you'll mm-hmm. let me to manage your money or mm-hmm. other people's money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and i
0: think that's a that's a great point right because the reality is
1: hmm.
0: there's a lot of um, generational wealth that's just kind of sitting there hmm. you know i mean i'm speaking from some of the local context right yeah. we have a lot of friends that hmm. family are you know kind of good hmm. they have uh, their parents have made their money kind of sitting there and then hmm. they themselves are kind of like sandwiched in the middle hmm. and just trying to make it work and then like all in the name of filial piety and, and give money to the parents and 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 all that right so, so and, I, and I think you know as much as is a moral dissonance with uh-huh. this the reality is as such right if you don't have, you really don't have, but if we can pull together to mm. manage together mm. you know even in that structure yeah uh-huh. you know I, I think I think it's a whole conversation worth discussing yeah know?
1: definitely yeah and then when you were talking a few seconds, I was also thinking right. This is a way of financial independence from my point of view, right? and then uh, that sort of recall, like when I was growing up, right, like how my parents managed the family money, all right. If I can share about that in yeah. this case, right. I remember, like when I was young, both my parents were working, but like you know, my my da- my dad has had his job, my mom also had her job, right. Definitely, they have several bank accounts, right. But they is one bank account. I know on a monthly basis, right? My father uh, put some money into that bank account. My mother also put some money into that bank account. And the purpose of that bank account uh, was used to pay for all the family expenses, right? But for the rest, right, that's my father's own money. For my mom, that's the same. For the rest, that's her own money. But when the time comes to, like, we are dealing with some bigger spendings, all Right? Definitely, that, that would not be enough to really support that. And then they will really uh, like, uh, discuss or negotiate, and then to come up an idea how much they are going to sponsor more. To, really? For example, if we are going to buy some big items in a family or purchase another property for that. So I think that kind of very clear segregation of money, like this is my money, this is the co-owned by all of us, and then that's his money. I think once we are really we really have that kind of clear idea and clear in our minds, right? I think that would be the way to really... I think if everybody has that kind of idea in their mind, that would be the way to really set up a, like a company... No, sorry. Like, like, a, fun, that, like a family, family fun. fund. Family fund, and then to manage that together. So I hope that will give you some colour about how I came out with the yeah, yeah, idea yeah, yeah, and yeah. I hope that will be definitely, useful. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And,
0: and I hope yeah. more people uh, participate in that discussion, right? Because mm. I think generational wealth is a thing in Singapore hmm. and why are you slogging so hard when there are smarter ways to kind of play around with some of these things? Yeah, it's right? true. Right, so yeah. uh, I, I think it's an ongoing discussion that we should continue to have, yeah, you yeah. know, but specifically on, on Back on Fire, right? Yeah. I want to ask you one last question, Okay. Which is... Okay. What does it mean to retire to you?
1: My personal retirement, my, my personal definition of yeah, yeah. fire. I mean, you can retire so light. it's fine. To be honest with you, <laughs> Uh, I think I can. <laughs> yes, yes, Great, great. That's very comforting to hear. That's very comforting to hear. But know, I we think, spend so much time talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, But I think uh, before we get into my personal definition of FIRE, right, I think we haven't, we have not yet even talked about the, so like the official definition of FIRE, right? So if I may, mm. I think FII FIRE stands for Financial Independence and Retire Early, right? It's a, uh, of a lifestyle movement which enables people to really retire way before the statutory retirement age right the the way Mm -hmm. to achieve it is to to live uh, frugally Mm -hmm. and then save aggressively Mm -hmm. uh, during their working years right the main idea is to really uh, have enough money during their working years so they can enjoy their freedom much earlier right but for me right the fire movement is not really about retiring early it's about achieving some level of financial independence and confidence so at this point working can just be an option mm. right and then uh, you are free to since working can be an option and then if you are free to pursue your other goals if you really like to right so if I can summarize I would say that the fire that means that I no longer need to work for money and then I have the freedom to choose what I really like to do in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that the, that's the ultimate point? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> uh, is, that is to and be well uh, financially sustainable through our lives. You know, mm. yeah. And that yeah. is your view of retirement. That's the view of my retirement, and uh, and then I would say so far that's also how I how I feel. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, fortunately I have achieved uh, this stage already. All right, and then but so far I still choose to work, right, because I enjoy this company, I enjoy working with my great colleagues, right, and I feel very comfortable working uh, in Prudential, and then, but if it really comes to a point, or I have other, even more important things in my life, at least I know I have the option to really uh, give up what I am doing now, and then to pursue uh, different things in my life. Yeah. Great,
0: yeah. great, great, and, and I, think, I think that's a great point to end on, because a lot of people pursue things for options but i think you don't just pursue it for options you actually made the decision to kind of do it right so because i i don't want i don't want our listeners to keep thinking you know oh you should do this do this so that you have an option mm-hmm. you know like i get that you have an option and that mm-hmm. should be your power to make a decision mm-hmm. but you should be living for it like yeah. right now right it shouldn't yeah. be just keep doing everything so that you have an option like you know, there's like always having that the, the plan, that, that other plan. Well, why yeah. not you live your current plan or true, live your true, plan? True, true, Yeah. In yeah. closing,
1: any other thing you want to add? Any other thing I want to add? Mm. Definitely, I still, I think we, I'm not sure how long we have been talking, alright. Mm. but there's definitely one thing, all right? uh, to get into the, the stage of really uh, financial independence and retire earlier one thing you can never forget is really to have the protection. Mm. Just, uh, must plan, but, must plan.
0: Sponsor, sponsor, uh, yes. no, well, The <laughs> thing is,
1: uh, we cannot guarantee we'll be in good shape all the time, right? And then uh, things do happen, right? There's an old singer. Uh, it was... Mandarin, I try to translate in English, right? You can say Mandarin first. Mandarin first. uh, uh, Mm. That that means that you'll never know, like, accident or tomorrow, which one comes first, Mm. right? Mm. So there definitely some unexpected event, right, may happen in your life, which may dig into your reserves. And then so before you're really, like, before you set up the, the target to achieve the fire status, right? And then it's very critical, right, to really have enough insurance coverage to protect yourself, to protect, to protect your physical health. So that's the things I would like to say. And then after that, all right, really find a time to sit down, to have a conversation with your financial advisor or financial planner to review your financial commitment, your goals, to understand more about your risk appetite, and then to make a proper decision about what to do.
0: It, it can be a lot more complicated, and than, more complicated. than what and then, you think. Yeah. yeah, and
1: then review periodically to make changes. And then, so those are the things. But once you make those uh, decisions, right, make sure you're putting enough effort to work toward that financial goal. Yes, you know? yes. Once yeah. you have
0: a plan, you you work, you work on the plan. Yeah,
1: a lot of people yeah. may just like, we well, come up with something very beautiful, you know? <laughs> oh at the age of what about 30 yeah, or 35 that's a, that's a, beautiful, like chart. a, a beautiful chart beautiful charts yeah I can even do very beautiful PowerPoint slides around, yeah. <laughs> but but they, they, they have never they have never really sit down and then to take any action just what they take actions in their dreams right? mm, 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 mm. <laughs> thank you thank you that's like a boom boom <laughs> it's
0: like shots fired you know all that said you know link is in the description you know sports blah 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 put it down there but Thank you. Thank you for
1: spending time with me, Andrew. Love it. Well, I enjoy having conversation with you too. I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials and check out the financial...